Hi, this is Kimberly Greenwell with My Southern Home Television, the podcast, and I'm here with Jeff Bertanifel with Stockton Mortgage, and welcome back to the show, Jeff. I always hey, love having you. Thanks for having me. I love coming on the podcast. You know, it's always a Rotana party yes, with you is. here. Yes, it is. That was my nickname in the, in the 2000s. I know. Rotana I party. know. So good. Okay, so we're we're past our college days, and we need to start thinking about yes. something called investing in real estate, yeah, right? Absolutely. And there's lots of different ways that people can do it. And we've talked about this on a segment of my Southern Home, and it was probably one of my favorite segments because you know we talk about the pretties of real estate, but we don't really talk about growing wealth through real estate. Right. And in this particular market, where you have interest rates going up. You have, um, you know, record highs in properties that are being sold. Um, you know, you really need to think about where you're going to invest, how you're going to invest, and the temperament, the personal temperament that you have. Yes, that and and that is so well said. And I would and I would say just piggybacking off that because I think you're saying it. It's understanding the market that you're in, yes. where you live. Because there's multiple ways to make money. And, and I would say if you go all the way back to the feudal times, the wealthiest people were the landowners because land's not going to go anywhere. You can count on it being there. You know, you'll have your ups and downs and values, but it's an asset that should always appreciate. Right. And so ultimately, investing in real estate is a way to build wealth. But you got to know your market in that there's two ways to do it. Right. You can flip. So that's where you would find houses that you would buy that maybe are distressed and you were going and put money into them, sell them quickly for a big profit, you get your cash right then and there. For example, you find a house for 50, you buy it, you put 10 in it, that's 60,000, you sell it for 100, you make 40,000, but then it's gone. But that that's still income, right? And there's a lot of shows on that are DYI that you see like on television on, you know, Discovery or whatever the channel, but that's one way. The other way would be to to retain them, rent them out. And then you make money off the rent, but someone else is paying your mortgage. So you're having someone else retire your debt. And at the end of the time that you've had it, you now have all these houses that are worth X amount of dollars, which is wealth to you. But you also have an income stream because you're renting those out. And that income is now, it's your paycheck. And so there are certain parts of the country that flips are more prominent than buying and holding. And, and I would say in, in Louisville, our market is leans more towards buying, holding, and renting more than it does a flip, right? And it has to do a lot with the size of the community, the number of houses on the market, and the number of investors. But, but you know, knowing those things and doing your homework, I think, will make a difference on whether you're a successful real estate investor or not. Well, and you also have the second homes yes. that you can rent out and the Airbnbs and that sort of thing. And, and I think it's really important to... Think about the market that you're buying in, because right now with the prices being so high, even on distressed houses, the worst thing you want to do is to be a first time flipper and buy a house that you're going to get a pass fail on. Yeah, right. True. You know, and and, you and know, you pay too much. You pay too much mm -hmm. and then you're underwater on your home, you know, and, and I know some people that, you know, invested in some property for the first time and they were lucky, you know, they invested 20 grand, they made 40, mm -hmm. but they could have easily not made their money back. And really on an investment property like that, 20 K, you know, return your money, that's good, but it's not the best scenario. You really want more than that. Yeah. I, I'm in agreement with that. And, you know, there were several people who we saw in the 07, 08 meltdown that really got in over their head. Banks were willing to lend them the money to 
and they were leveraged. And so they went in and got these houses using someone else's money. The market turned on them and then they couldn't even cover the debt that they had to do it. So, you know, always, you know, there's a saying in whatever you do, crawl, walk, run. You know, if you've never done this before, you need to do your homework. You need to find the right property and you need to decide what is our objective, right? What do we want to do with this? What's our budget? And let's say you're going to do a fixer up or in a flip, then you got to know what are the costs to repair it? What are the carrying costs and then how much profit can you make? And, you know, maybe you don't try to hit a home run on the very first one. Maybe you try to make a modest profit because that's paying for part of your education. You're learning how the thing goes. But in the event you get in the middle of it and you realize that you have to abandon the flip, then you've got reasonable terms on your financing in order to be able to keep it, retain it, and have someone else pay for it to where it doesn't hit you too deep in the pocketbook, right? And let's talk about financing because financing for investment property is completely different than financing for the home that you plan on living in. Yes, yes. And I'll focus on the ones you don't need to rehab. Let's just say you're going to buy one and keep one. So the secondary market, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, which is where Stockton lends, we're an independent mortgage bank, we have access to the cheapest money at the best terms, right? And that's provided by that government guarantee with Fannie and Freddie. But, but the deal is, is you can only finance 10 properties. You can have your primary residence plus 10. So there's one loan per house, and that's different from banking. You know, the local bankers here in town, they can like bundle mortgages, they can give you a package, they can put one loan on five properties. That's not what we're gonna talk about. So let's say you're out, you find your first investment property, we require a minimum of 20% down, 30-year fixed loan, and then you're going to get a higher mortgage rate than what the people get that are going to live in it. And the thought is, is it's riskier to the secondary market and riskier to those investors who are putting their money behind it. But let's say that the fixed rate is 5% on a 30-year owner-occupied, you can expect 6% on that loan. But it's going to be fixed for 30 years and you'll have a budget, you'll know what the taxes and insurance are, so you put your 20% down, pay your closing cost, and then you rent it out. And so let's say your payment is a thousand, you would want to test the rental market and say, okay, if a two bedroom apartment rents for 1500 in this neighborhood, my three bedroom house might rent for 2000. And in that scenario, you're making a thousand dollars a month and someone else is paying your thousand dollar mortgage payment. So it doesn't take a, a genius to know that after 30 years, if all that stayed true, the mortgage would be paid off. You'd have a house worth X amount of dollars and you would be getting $24,000 a year in income just off owning one of those. And you work on these properties a lot with people because Stockton Mortgage, you know, we're in Louisville, Kentucky right now, but you guys are all over the United States. So yeah. you're brokering deals in Florida and Alabama and a lot of the coastal cities that people like to gravitate to. We're licensed in 23 states and we're in South Carolina, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, all the places, New Jersey, to where, you know, people could buy a coastal home, vacation home. And some buy them as second homes, and that's a little different because those second homes, their primary function is not to rent out. It's truly what it is. People say, I'm going to live in it at least six months out of the year, right? And so going into that, they get a little better rate. They don't have to put as much money down. But we know that people do turn those into rentals at some point. They don't go in intending to do that, but they can. Now, the other bucket is people are truly buying investment properties in Florida and all those other places, and we're able to do that. So we get a good picture of what the landscape looks out there. And, you know, the thing about beachfront property is a term called relative scarcity. There's only so much of it. They cannot make another beach. They can't make another, you know, property sitting right there. And so for that, that's going to remain, you know, a pretty valuable asset over a long time. 
unless you get like Miami where the whole building falls down. But, you know, that's that's very rare. Yes. I mean, how often have we ever heard that happen? So some people prefer to do their investing in their rental properties and in those type of vacation areas as opposed to just around home. But you can do it in either one. There's no real um, limit to what you do as long as you don't do more than 10 and, you know, the numbers make sense. Well, and you talk about doing your research. You know, I'm a big proponent of having the right team Mm -hmm. because being successful and not successful is all about the team and the people you surround yourself with. I mean, that's been common since the dawn of time, right? Um, And we did this great segment that I still love with Jennifer Joel Smith. And she knows a lot about investment properties and, you know, working with her and yourself, you know, you're kind of cocooning yourself with people that are experts in investing in real estate and they can, you know, you guys can guide them in the right investment for them. Yeah. You know, there's old saying, don't reinvent the wheel. You know, you can go out and get people who've never done this before, but, you know, imagine if you're trying to put together a team, you want the experienced teams, you know, yeah, they have, you know, the NFL draft is coming up, but you know, they, they don't have a team of all rookies. You know, you pepper it with some experts and some veterans and people who know what they're doing because they're going to get you to where you want to be the fastest because they have the experience. So I highly recommend at least interviewing who you're going to hire as your realtor, your mortgage officer. And that way you're, you've got the knowledge of their deals and years of their experience behind you while you're navigating through this. Well, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the market is doing as long as you have a plan you can always get to where you want to go if you have a plan, you stick to it, and you have the right people around you. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think you. And what you might do is you just may extend the timeline. Like if you say, I want to own 20 properties, well, you could do that in a year, right? But but maybe the way the market changes where it could impact you is now you're just going to acquire two a year and you're going to spread that out over 10 years as opposed to being aggressive and trying to get those numbers in a short amount of time. You know, the, there's there's nothing wrong, you know, what's the saying? Slow and steady wins the race and pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered, right? <laughs> I mean, if you, and those yeah. are just basic principles we've all heard from our grandparents or someone around us that has made those mistakes. And you just don't want to repeat the mistakes that, that were made to where it would put you in a bind or end up not being a good investment or, or an outcome for yourself, right? So at the end of the day, if someone's sitting on the fence right now and they have the the money, the cash on a hand to invest in something and start building wealth through real estate, what advice would you give them? So my thing would first be start with studying your market. How many rental properties are in this area? What's the average rents? You know, what's the purchase price of, of, you know, most of these rental properties and then start there and then then talk to a mortgage originator, get pre-approved, find out what it takes for you to jump into that game. How much of a down payment, how much closing costs, what's the monthly payment going to be, how do leases work? And then once you've got a, a baseline of knowledge, which that is stuff that I could, you know, for me, I could have a conversation for 45 minutes to an hour and I could I could handle about 80 percent of that talk and then bring in a real estate agent that would then say, Let me give you data on the market, right? And then once you're there, then you've got a ticket and a license to drive. Go out and start looking at properties. You know, find the one you want. Get it to where it's in an area that you feel comfortable that you would not mind to go to at 11 o'clock at night if your tenant has a problem, right? And so because you want to baby step into this, you know, you want to get in there and then then make buy your first deal. Set it up and then, you know, that's a checkbox. And, And then if you have the money, move on to the next one. You know, and, and that's where I would start with people. You know, again, go, take take your time, be deliberate, and then build your portfolio. 
Well, thank you so much, Jeff. Oh, you're so welcome. I love having you on your show. Um, you're such a wealth of knowledge always and uh, so much fun to be around. It's because you're a great interviewer and you bring it out. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish you continued success. We love being a part of, uh, of your team and we like coming on and helping you in any way we can. And, you know, you, you're giving great fruit out there to people. People, if they'll listen to you, you're, you're giving them the right advice and sending them the right Well, I appreciate that. All right. Well, you just listened to another episode of My Southern Home Television, the podcast. Visit MySouthernHomeTV.com to listen to other podcasts we have available, watch past segments of the show, see our inspiration gallery, our blogs, and all the great information that we provide you.